Commence primary ignition. I'm just not the, the hero type, clearly. What a piece of junk. Enterprise, this is the captain. I got a bad feeling about this. It's all part of the plan. Engage. Welcome back to Podcast Two for One. I'm your host, Donovan Thompson, with my co-host... Daniel Wingfield. And today we are talking Paramount Plus's Halo. Indeed. And much, if you haven't... Much to my chagrin, you might say. Much to Daniel's That's chagrin. Um, and if you haven't already, word. hit that subscribe button, the notification bell. That way you're up to date on all future episodes of Podcast 2 for 1, as well as all the cool content we have at 2 for 1 Studios. We also have 2 for 1 Joe live every Monday at 9 a.m. Except this last week, we took a small breather. Um, lots of life going on. But of course, we have the pod every week on all podcast services. And if you didn't know, and boy, oh boy, I bet you did not... We are sponsored by Kapow Comics, located at 4047 East Kill Avenue in Sherwood, Arkansas. There they have comic books, collectibles, and of course, special guest appearances throughout the year. Kapow. Kapow. Daniel, we finally did it. After uh, nine long weeks, we have completed the first seven, no, the first nine, or the first season, sorry, of Halo, right? So... Um, we're here. I know that I think in the beginning we felt very, um, there's a lot of promise. We kind of was really interested in what Cautious was going on. Optimism. Cautious optimism. Cautious optimism. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, there was one of those things where it's kind of like, yeah, we were kind of like, oh, this is about to be kind of cool. And then episode, we did our second episode, kind of like reviewing a few of the mid season, um, episodes. And we were kind of like, I was still kind of like feeling a little bit of it. You were starting to kind of go on the back burner here a little bit. And then now we're here um, at the end. And um, mm-hmm. I know you had some catching up to do. I watched the first episode this morning, um, or the last episode, sorry. And uh, I want your general thoughts on this show and go. Um, it's, a, it's a terrible waste. It's a terrible waste of a show is how I feel a bit about it. It's that <laughs> if we were, if, if this is the only level of Halo you can do on a TV show, just don't do it. Is, is what I would say personally for me. Um, mainly because then it prevents, you know, no one's going to, you know, honestly, here's just my impression. I would be a little surprised if this got a season two um, greenlit. Uh, I doubt the viewership has been great. I know that the reception has not been great pretty much across, the, especially, especially at the fan base that you would think would be all about it, which is like the, the Halo fanboys. Halo fanboys hate this a, a lot. And so um, I, I probably hate it less than them. But it, it, it frustrates me because now we're probably at least like, – like say this show doesn't get renewed. What, it's probably five to ten years before anyone even tries again, if that, if ever. You know what I'm saying? And so I'm a bit frustrated that – it almost just felt like someone was like, you know what, just throw money at this until it comes out. And I think what you see on the other side of that is some interesting ideas, um, some cool action sequences, characters that don't make any sense, that, that have, for me, nothing to relate in them to. Um, and just a world that does not feel real at all it doesn't feel like the, a real hate like it doesn't feel like halo the world that we knew from the games and it doesn't even feel like its own you know alternate universe just because it, it just feels so inconsistent all the time and just fan filmy 
in terms of some of the way it handles conflict and other things. So I'm frustrated by this. Not only that it's, you know, it, it, I agree it started off on a surprisingly stronger foot than I expected. And I was hoping, you know, maybe, maybe there is a way that this show can carve out this kind of niche audience that, you know, it doesn't have to have the best visual effects, but if it's got good stories and it's got good characters, that can carry something like this. Unfortunately, uh, that was not the case. And now we have a show that for me, I felt a lot of my time was being wasted just watching it. And, um, it, and it just makes me sad that like, well, great. Like best bet. We got to wait probably a decade before even anyone wants to even try again. And I think that's frustrating. You know, like we, we talk about that Halo just seems such a, such like a prime property for good stories. And, this feels like they maybe ruined that for a while and that sucks. Um, one thing I want to say, and this should be um, known for all of our viewers for every episode of podcast two for one going forward. And from the, for the end of time, we're going to talk about spoilers, not only about the show itself, but also about the source material that it comes from. So that's, if you haven't figured that out yet in 118 episodes, then why are you listening? Um, we don't mm-hmm. give a fuck. Um, so, no. you know, if we've, if, if we've watched it, then you should have watched it by now, too. So, um, yeah, I mean, everything you're saying, you know, I still see hints of things, and they're like, oh, I really like that. I like these these moments. But overall, I just keep kind of going back to that conversation we had before the first episode aired. And, and also kind of what we talked about during that first um, podcast was um, it's just not what I would have done. And, um, and I keep getting reminded that more and more as I, I get more information, especially about characters I don't care about, or just, uh, characterizations of characters that I've, I've thought I've known from the source material that they feel like they've changed, um, in small ways that just kind of make things weird. And then also another thing is just separating myself out from the fan. I played Halo today, actually, like I played some multiplayer today. Um, in, in between just killing time and, and um, just separating myself from that. I was kind of like, you know, um, I don't know if someone who's coming in completely blind is getting a lot out of this. Like someone who has no idea what the universe that's kind of coming in. And I mean, like there's just so many different avenues to tackle it that it would be much more fruitful for those general audiences, but also pay more respect to the hardcore gamer. Um, yeah. and I think I've said this a couple times, I've said this every episode, but I'm sorry to inform you again. It, it got renewed for season two at the day, the day after episode one aired. So it's, it's been, that could change, you know, that could change depending on how the rest of the season is, is received and it uh, could, yeah. but it's not getting like terrible reviews. One thing I did see, I saw no, a trailer it's for it. It's not getting terrible reviews. Like you like eat, like I think IGN is one of the worst reviewers ever, but just collectively. But they've saw like it's solidly, solidly getting sevens and eights. This last episode got a seven, like the whole run almost. Um, I did see a, a promo ad for it, kind of like you know propping the show up, like come check it out. And it, one of the blurbs was "Halo is good TV," and I was like, "That's the best thing you could find." <laughs> like, it's it's yeah, good. It's, it's like when movies have like something from like you know movieindia.com says it's the best movie they've ever seen you know yeah. something like that yeah 
or someone from for, from Variety. I watched it. You know, like something. Like, <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it was um, a movie. Yeah, yeah. It had well, an ending. You, can I ask you a question? Just kind yeah, of big picture. Still, like, what can you name me? Like, kind of the three like favorite moments of the show, and, and then I'll and I'll tell you mine after that. Um, um, is one of yours the end when it ended? Is that one? Um, no, uh, no, no. I um, I really dug this um, last fight sequence. Um, whenever they were right before Cortana took over, which we'll get into. Before that happened, I lo- I actually really dug all the all the elites are pouring in. The brutes are there at the at the stronghold, and I thought that was some of the best action we've seen. And also, I thought it was the best transition into the first person perspective, which sure. I thought was the best use of that. But I also think it's been overdone, and they should they should never have done it, and they should never do it again. But it was still the best use of it, and I thought that was a really cool scene. Um, I liked that a lot. I did like that's one. Of course, I like three. Just if you if you can, you know. Yeah, I mean, they're they're almost all action sequences when Master Chief is being Master Chief, especially Episode Five when he's jumping on the Banshee. Um, yeah, I mean, it kind of boils down to all those. I did like some stuff in Episode Two with Chief. Um, kind of getting more, getting to know him in the beginning and that kind of stuff. Um, That's the episode where they just went to that like planet and he saw his old buddy, right? Like that was that episode. Yeah, I think the first half of that episode, I I, I think it's stronger. And but before they get to that planet, but um, or the first third of that episode. Um, yeah, I mean, I could talk easily about more things I didn't like, and then when I start explaining it to you right now, I realize there's not a whole lot I just loved about the show. I think I think I have a little a little bit of rose colored glasses just because it's like oh it's Halo I'm seeing Master Chief and I'm seeing him do stuff yes but but Absolutely. but I totally like I'm not I'm not saying it's a good show I'm not saying that at all and um, I mean I'll watch season two spoilers I'll watch it just because I want to know what happens and see I just kind of want to see how they keep fucking with things you know so I'm curious about it but. Um, we could talk a lot about the things we don't like, but I'd like to hear the things that you did like, if you have any. Yeah, well, I mean, if I can, if I could, you know, off the top of my head, my favorite moments of the show were, um, I think it was the battle scene at the end of episode five was c- cool. That's I cool. did generally like the battle scene at the end of episode nine. I thought it was fairly good. And then probably kind of the first moments were like Chief and the chick that I will never remember her name, like kind of transport to the halo in their minds or, or, or I don't know exactly what's, yeah. what's going on. Um, but cool. to me, that's also an indictment of the show because I don't care how we got to those moments. I don't care what happens after those moments or how people respond to those moments. Yeah. I, I don't care. I, I really, the only part I care about are the actiony parts of those moments. None of the character moments that happen in those, like, like even like when chief like goes off mission at the end of episode five to save his like Spartan, um, the 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 girl with the pink hair in her in her pink in her hair Spartan yeah um I don't care <laughs> that, that that was like the most boring part of that fight for me I just think the best parts of the show for me and I and I'm like you I think I'm biased to like this I want to like this show right like yeah. I'm biased towards it and at the same time the only parts that I thought were worth capturing or holding my attention had nothing to do with any character development had nothing to do with any like personal interpersonal conflict or character arc or even plot. None of that. 
they had to do when they had like action specific references to the game you know a guy blowing up with needlers in his chest you know what i mean um chief you know getting the fighting the guy with the grab hammer or pulling out the sh- the, the the shield from one of the um the little sniper dudes i can't remember their names you know like it, it's like those were cool everything around it was just so boring to me and not even just boring just like poorly written like like the dialogue to me is just uh, like across the board and maybe maybe i don't know i don't know how much ba- blame you put on the writers versus the, the actors and the, and the performing of the writing but there was something that just felt completely um fan fictiony about all of it where it just feels like we're every 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 dialogue scene feels like it has to be injected with this faux conflict and some characters got to do a slap back on the other character or something to make them feel cool. Even when the slap back doesn't make any sense. There was that argument between Dr. Halsey and her daughter. Uh, and she's like, and she's arguing, I think it's in six or, or, or eight. Um, she's arguing with her daughter and she's like, you, you know, she's arguing Miranda keys. Her daughter is saying like, you did all these horrible things to create the Spartans. And she's like, yeah, I did that. And she's like, you, you, sacrif- you, uh, you sacrificed your own humanity for everyone else's. And she's like, yeah, you're right. That was wrong. And I'm like, no. Like, that's actually what, like, history tells us is good leadership. It's like the leaders that are willing to, like, doom their own souls in order to protect the ones around them. Like, that's, that's actually sacrificial leadership. That's actually doing it and saying, you know what? I'm going to carry the burden of being a complete piece of shit in this area because I believe it is for the better, betterment of everyone else around me. And I'll be, I'll let myself become, it's Batman. It's Batman saying, I will be the villain so that everyone else can succeed. Like that's, that's that kind of leadership. She's like, no, yeah, you're right. This was a wrong. It's just like things like that. That just feel so half baked in ideas. And yeah, go ahead. I disagree on that one. We've had this conversation in the past privately. Um, um, Batman, technically he, he doesn't do bad things. It's just that people think he does bad things. And so he takes on the, the superficial burden of it same thing as captain america captain america also is really good at heart and he typically does the right thing always and i mean i i i disagree on that one but that's fine i that's fine. but but i think you're i think you're right though in terms of these superficial conversations that's the whole show and like the show does kind of come alive more when we actually get more of the halo action fight scenes because of course yes we are tied to that like you know nostalgia everything else yes. Um, but also, like, like, I'll say this, another cool part I, I liked was when they first dropped into the Covenant homeworld in the last episode, when they, they, they literally Halo drop out, right? And sure. that is badass. It's like, you should open the show with that shot right there. You know, like, if, if yeah. my job was to sit here and be like, huh, what cool stuff can I do visually that maybe don't cost a whole lot of money, but like, you know, there's stuff like that. And they, they kind of yeah. peppered it throughout there. And I think the big thing is they're really wanting us to care. I mean, ultimately, I feel like the writer's objective in this was to, for us to care about Chief and for us to care or, and for us to understand or acknowledge that Chief and now Cortana have some type of relationship going into what we know as the Halo, the, the real Halo story. I think it was a huge mistake in focusing on the interpersonal relationships between these Characters that, yes, are important in the Halo mythos, but, like, also aren't that important to the Halo. Like, they are, but they're not. Like, yes, Miranda Keys is Miranda Keys, 
and she does questionable things in the extended canon, but it's not really it's not really about that. It's about Master Chief stopping the Covenant. And I get it. You want some conflict and drama, but when it becomes all about that, and also it becomes what could be fixed or, or talked about in one, two episodes, it becomes nine episodes. When oh we, God, we don't yeah. we, we know nothing about the Covenant. I, know, I understand they're, they're kind of supposed to be like the Borg Boogie or yeah, sure. yeah, the Boogeyman or, or like the, you know, um, Klingons or whatever, where they're just like the evil evil aliens that are not humans and they want to wipe us out. But there's an opportunity, especially when you have examples of really good television or Star Wars, where, you know, you look at the villain and you you, you, you flesh those people out. Like, I, I found myself when the prophets were on screen, I was like, ooh, I like hearing yes. these guys yeah, talk. Agreed. I was like, oh, these guys are talking. I kind of like that the, because they have a voice for the, they're, they're literally the only voice for the covenant in this, sh- this season. Total and, 10 minutes of screen time over nine episodes. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. And I thought that was, I thought they were interesting. I, 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 again, I know what the great journey is. I know what that is leading to, but there could have been, and maybe they're trying to keep that hidden from the audience. I don't know, but like, I feel like there's a chance there to get, again, to get to know the arbiter or some, one of these other elites or get to understand why these covenant are so hell bent on following the prophets. Like, what made these grunts and these brutes yes. form together to fight the humans? Like, why do they hate them so much? There's so many opportunity there to flesh that out, and it's it's a missed opportunity. This show is is a giant missed opportunity. That's what this show is. No, <laughs> That's a blurb right. right there. Yeah, it is. No, yeah, I just think. You know, this show wants to pretend that it's building off this deep universe. And the, the sad thing is it does have a deep universe to reference, but the way it does it just makes it feel so fake. You know what I mean? It's always like characters referencing things that have happened in the past or off screen. There was, again, there's the, sorry, I pulled up the cast here. Uh, Admiral Mar, what's her last name? Um, the uh, Hispanic Hispanic lady? I think she's, I think she's uh, Indian, Shabani oh. Azmi. Yeah, okay. um, she keeps having these else. lines of like, "You've always been against me." To like this council that we've met for the first time in that episode, and you're like, it just feels like you're trying to build. Oh, this is a deep universe, but you're not actually building you, you, the universe. You're acting as if it's already been built, which it has in books and, and in games, but that's a separate thing. You've got to build your own universe here. You've got to. You've got to build these building blocks to make this place deep and interesting. And maybe that does mean that you shouldn't have told this, like, really almost like more of a Halo 1 set show where it's like Master Chief is already the Master Chief. He's already this badass, legendary person that literally no one can say a bad thing about, even when he's, like, literally doing, like, the opposite of what all the good guys want him to do. You know, you still got Captain Keys being like, he's he's a soldier. He's always on mission. You know what I mean? You're just like... (laughs) What I, I know you said that uh, you know again or the same thing again, but like right. he's obviously not. He like literally tried to like punch Halsey, yeah. And then he the next episode he tries to like lock her in like a room with decontamination procedure and like kill her. You know what I mean? And like and she just, deserved just, it. Yeah, she did because I, they I totally agree so with you. Dumb. You know well, here, I mean? just, here's another thing too. In this over and over again, it's like every time I got to a new scene, I would just. I would literally like audibly sigh or like get cringe shivers because it was just like, <laughs> I know what you're trying to make me feel here, 
and you're trying so hard to make me like this character or not like this character or you're trying so hard to make me feel like chief is a badass but everything else about the show other than you trying to do this very pointedly and on the nose doesn't support their thesis so i can't believe any of it you know what i mean it's like no, I agree. I, I, I think a nugget you you pointed out, which is something I've complained about in the past, in this in our um, on this show, and then also it also for me extends. It's Star Wars has done it actually to all of our three main topics: DC, Star Wars, and Marvel. DC is probably the worst culprit, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm tired of seeing. Um, we have these core characters, but we don't know how the world or the galaxy reacts to these characters. Like Marvel has been guilty of it um, in some ways, especially recently, because I, but maybe we just don't have the whole picture yet, or they can retroactively fix it. DC, like in Justice League, I use this example when we talked about that movie. The Justice League does its whole thing, and the, the world doesn't see it at all. And it's like that's as important as them actually saving the world is people seeing them save the world because it shows that they're being protected and that this is what they're right. what they're trying to protect. Star Wars is, is another similar thing where we're we've been so focused on the Skywalkers and like we're so so focused on the past and like filling in every single gap. Like you know, I, I I'm I'm glad we're getting Andor, I'm glad we're getting Obi Wan next week. I'm um, all these things, but I mean, we it's like we're stuck in this episode one to episode nine time frame, and they're just like, hey, there's no mystery ever. We're going to fill in every gap ever, and they're just afraid to pull the trigger on the future. Well, it, it feels like it's motivated by they're, they're scared for a backlash. Like, okay, well, let's yeah. only – like I even – man, I saw this like this like post. It was like a – you know, just mentioning Star Wars real quick where they were like, you know, the reaction to Solo taught us that we can't recast any of these – Yeah, these, like, which is stupid. I'm like, no, no, that is the wrong lesson from yeah, that. Yeah, like, it's the wrong like one. The, the exact wrong – the lesson is you've got to write movies and with good stories. Ansel Egerton – was that his? No, no. Um, the Ansel something. I can't think of his last name. The guy that plays Solo. He's in, great. In Solo. Was the, one of the best parts of that movie. Yeah. It was the writing and the story and the weird love triangle things and just all of that that drug that story down. Like, yeah. and, then, and then also like the things where they're like trying to give him cutesy reasons for being called on Solo or Hans. You know what I mean? It's just like those were the reasons that movie hmm. sucked. Well, that, that, You're that, by that, yourself, that movie, huh? Solo. <laughs> I didn't uh, know that the, the Star Wars universe was so surface level, but um, it's like those were the reasons that movie was problematic. I actually enjoyed that movie. I think more than some of the later I, Disney movies. Um, I still think it's a good movie. It's just Skywalker not a. It's just not a great Rising, movie. Rise of Skywalker. It's much better than Rise of Skywalker, though. I would say, in my opinion, but there's but, some good cinematography um, in there. Actually, decent cinematography. But, I completely agree that that is just like I, it, it's it's odd to start to seeing it like across these like other franchises as well that like it's just a complete disconnect I feel like between like what and, and it seems to be specifically in these like fan groupy like segments right Halo has a giant like fan base that are like nerds and like dedicated niche fan base. Marvel has a big one. Star Wars has probably the biggest one of people that will watch it because it's Star Wars. No other reason. And with that, they think that they have to be careful then and like tell these really safe stories inside these really, and you know what? Safe stories are boring a lot of the time. I'll just say that for the most part, those are boring stories. Um, 
And so, yeah, it, it's frustrating, you know, coming back to Halo, um, Dr. Halsey being reprimanded or something happening in episode six, like at the end of episode six, like she comes in there and she's with the Admiral and she's like, she's like, you know, ganged up upon, right? Like you're having all of your such and your, your, your privileges taken away. Like your clearance is taken away. I'm like confining you to this room. And you're like, Oh, this seems like a big deal. Like she's getting like in trouble. And then for the next few episodes, she just does stuff from her room. And then it happens again. I think in episode nine with, admiral keys and he's like now this is happening she's like you were supposed to protect me and you're like i feel like this is the same plot point that we just had two episodes ago that that one meant nothing because it literally you just kept doing what you wanted just from inside this your bedroom i guess with your annoying assistant i was gonna say her her prison or her like confinement area is like really nice it's nicer than anything i've ever seen oh my god yes and then and then like in that i think is it i think it's episode Eight or nine, when when Cortana disobeys her, right? Like Cortana warns Chief about the trap. Yeah. Um, her assistant's like, "I told you this chief would do this. I told you." <laughs> and you're like, "When did he say that?" Like, you know what I mean? It's just stuff like this that you. I was like, very happy to see is, him die. I was very happy about that. It's it's just comically, it's like it's like such corny and unrealistic and just hyperbolic moments that it becomes comedic because you're like who thought this was a good a, a good concept or like who approved yeah. this script who watched that that these performances said yeah this is what we're going for because i just it's weird I to me too it. I, it's just it's just i don't get it really how how like anyone thought that this was the show that like would be the best way to represent chief or, or whatever no it's it's also weird to me too like you know miranda I mean, even up to Halo 4 or Halo 5, like, she's involved in stuff. And, and, and like, I mean, like, in a very minuscule way, mainly 4 and 5, more than more than 1, 2, or 3, in my opinion, at all. Yeah. And um, and she's, like, in, like, really relegated to, like, just a couple cutscenes and mainly, like, the after credits cutscenes. Um, yes. But, like, they've really made her, like, a villain this season. And... You Wait, know, you're it's, talking about it's, Dr. Halsey or Miranda? Her sorry, Hal, Halsey, yeah. And they've never really... And like, it's kind of an interesting... I mean, I guess you want human conflict as well. But uh, I just also yes. just don't... I just don't... Yeah, I just don't know if I really... I don't care about this kind of stuff. I mean, I... Again, I want to see the chief... Because, again, we know what's coming. We know that when he gets on the Halo, which now they know it's a weapon of some sort, which already kind of takes away some of that mystery... Um. Which the the cool thing about Halo, we said this I think a couple episodes ago, it's a ring that was made by the um, um, the arch- not the architects but the whoever they are forerunners the, the forerunners yes the, yeah. by the forerunners to basically do two things a to basically make a Noah's Ark essentially of different species and also to encapsulate the flood who are eating away the galaxy and the big thing that halo does is it destroys not the flood but the flood's food which is all organic life so it's when they want to go on this great journey the covenant activate it they're like oh we're going to heaven so to speak no they're actually destroying everything in a huge radius of the galaxy obviously it's not a good thing for humans or any type of living organism so that's i mean that's a like i was thinking this last episode i was watching it and i was like just kind of running through the story in my head, and I was like, God damn, Halo 1 is like, it's still such a good story. Like, all, even 1, yeah. 2, and 3, they're so good. And I was just like, yeah. they're not, it's like, it's just sitting there on a platter. 
and they're just doing yes. these weird decisions and adding new characters like this, like this female like character. He, we haven't talked, we haven't talked about of uh, their sex scene yet or their relationship, which I thought the the relationship's kind of interesting. At least like it kind of gives something, but it's like, but I, she doesn't make sense. I I feel like she does not make sense to me as a character. Like she's easily flip floppable. I know that if that's a word. Well, I, I, it's like the whole time, like, are we supposed to be believing that she's genuinely flip-flopping? Because, like, if we are, then she just makes it her a really weak character to me. That she's, like, raised as this, like, religious zealot leader thing within the Covenant. Completely yeah. <clears throat> kills, like, that whole ship with the little wormy um, brute whatever guys. Uh, or or uh, whatever they're called. Um Hunters. And then she's like, I guess like through one sex scene and like a half a conversation with Chief decides, you know what? Actually, maybe they're the bad guys, not the humans. You know what I mean? Um, you know, oh wait, are we the bad guys? You know, the classic moment. Um, For being a virgin, then, the Chief uh, laid some good pipe down to flip flip a spy. That's what happened. <laughs> You know what? You would not be rem- like I would not judge you for that being the takeaway because that's about super what soldier doing. pipe. That's what the chief is packing. Super, super soldier sperm can can do do miracles. That's what we're learning. Um, yep. But then immediately flip flops like at, within like ten minutes and like yeah, she, the, she's like just, you're you're always this way. I always knew you were evil humans. It's like yeah, that's it's not very it's good just, at all. And then, and then, and then, she's like oh and like which it's when miranda walks in there it's like oh i identified the voice like it's your voice and she's like yeah i know i'm sorry i had to do it you're like (laughs) who wouldn't think you're a bad guy when you literally killed an entire ship by yourself and now we're you're now you're gonna get mad because we don't trust you because you murdered hundreds of people unprovoked essentially like (laughs) i just it just it just like i'm like i are we supposed to believe that this 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 character is not like have some severe mental disability because that's what i'm getting from this it's just just like it it, she feels like what she is is she's a plot device character so that chief has like someone else to align with besides all these really really shitty unsc characters that no one like i don't like any of them i i I don't like dr halsey she's not likable commander uh you know captain keys not likable He's also um, not a good actor role, either. Not likable. He's not. It sucks. He's um, not. Honestly, all of the Spartans aren't great actors either, and they're not very likable to me either. Like the only one, the one they were trying to develop the most is the chick with the the pink hair. That also is her name. It ain't Cat. Is it chick. Catherine or what is her name? Um, Cat is a Spartan, but I don't think it's it's that Cat. Is though. it Riz Spartan Riz something? I don't know. It's Riz. Um, I don't know. I'm only able to see like part of the names here. No, Spartan Kai. Oh, Kai. Something. Something. Um, we will find out. Anyway. Um, and then, honestly, I was even thinking, like, Chief Chief kind of feels like a Mary Sue in a way, where all of his problems are just because other people are lying to him or because um, none of none, nothing is his fault, right? Like... He never does anything wrong. He, he enters the show as the perfect Spartan, the pinnacle of all Spartans. All of his issues are because Dr. Halsey lied to him, because uh, McKee was lying to him, because 
the admirals don't trust him because you know what I, you know what I mean? Like he has no internal like, oh, I can't, I'm not good enough to do this or do that. His his other problem is that he doesn't like Cortana controlling him, which no reasonable person would be like happy about a computer being able to like turn you off at any point. And so right. he just chief is not interesting. Like, and I think you know Pablo Schreiber's doing an okay job, and I think his dialogue's mostly shit. So I don't I don't I don't know who to blame that on, but like. I don't. I don't think he's never really commanding the screen for me. I don't think it's he his fault, honestly. Scenes. But at the end of the day, Chief's journey is just about him overcoming everyone else's bullshit, and that's just like a really boring. It's the same reason that for me, like when you go back to Star Wars, like Ray Skywalker's like journey is just uninteresting <laughs> because nothing is her fault. Like she doesn't have any like personal problems or or like things that she has to overcome that are just solely her own issues to like reach the, the like the ultimate like you know external goal and chief doesn't either like that that's the thing in the end he just doesn't and like i don't know like when i look at like who chief is as a character the only difference between the beginning of season episode 1 and episode 9 is he, he trusts everyone in episode 1 and he trusts no one in episode 9 like he doesn't Except have for anyone Katana. I guess, yeah, sure. He trusts Cortana. That's, but that's the only thing, right? Like, right. I agree with you. Nothing else changes. He has no other development, and that's just well, really the, boring. That's really well. The kid boring, thing again right? was just was just drawn out way too long, and I did kind of like there was that little Spartan tension there in episode eight, I believe, or was it eight? I think it was eight. Yeah, I, um, I, it was. Yeah, it was, I like. It I, just I, also, I, yeah, but it, it was also like. It was whatever he was like. They've been lying to us since we were kids. He's like, "What are you talking?" He, he goes, "What are you talking about?" It was just so bad. And then, of course, uh, Keys yes. is right behind him, and he's like, "It's all true." And they're like, "He's like, oh, okay, cool. Well, we'll just go with this now." And then, and she, he was like, "She's like, would you actually would have shot me?" And he was like, "Yeah, I would have shot you." She's like, "I would have shot you too, but I would have felt bad about it." I was like, "Oh my god, this is horrible." Like I thought that it's, was horrible. It's horrible. It's yeah. it's it's like again, like when those scenes happen, I literally get chills and like cringe <laughs> like i get i don't i don't often get like the good kind of like chills you know like when people sure. are like oh chills like when something cool happens yeah. i get Sometimes. cringe chills all the times like that's when i get chills it's like oh, oh my oh, god who, who approved yeah. this who thought this was a good line or like like there's so many to me i feel like there should be so many levels of like hey guys i know what you're trying to do with this scene but let's just reword it so it sounds like real people right um, and this, it just, it just is amazing to me. It's like, it's again, it's like going back to Star Wars. It's like, how did the fact that they had no big idea plan for the the sequel trilogy make it through all these producers and writers and like people that should know better? You know what I mean? And like that's that's where it just kind of gets like I'm a little dumbfounded by the whole debacle. No, you're not wrong at all. I and mean, again, there's just so many choices. And, and the thing that. There's a lot. There's just a lot. There's a lot to unpack there. A question I have for you, and maybe you know this and I don't. First of all, let's just blanket statement say this. Khan is useless. That whole storyline's useless. Like, the, it happens, the, it finishes in episode 7, and then 8 and 9 never talk about her again, which is, I'm so glad. But also, it's like, well, if you're going to do that, what a horrible structure and what a horrible way to, like, I mean, surely they'll, they won't bring her back in season 2, like, and do that similar thing. Like so much real estate was wasted. Like the show would have been so much better if they just took her out and condensed it down to six episodes. Like 
I would I would have or, probably walked away much. Eight. You know what I mean? Like I oh, mean, like well, six, it was a six, nine six, episode six. season, which is just a weird number for like I feel like we usually get eight, we get six, we get ten. Usually like even numbers is like typical, but it's this weird nine episode season, and you have an entire episode that just doesn't like. Well, a couple matter. of them, yeah. Um, you know, well, and at least with some of those other ones, you can argue. Well, yeah, half the time it's on Quan, and it doesn't matter. But at least the other half of the time, like, sure, just doing something. I mean, you know, it's that's boring, what I was saying. Like, you could take those little pieces of Con out, and you could probably make a whole episode out of that, and take that out. So you probably could get set six, seven episodes. But um, it, it's it's just and it's weird to me. Like when they first introduced her in episode one, I was like, oh, like. Maybe something will be really important about this planet they're on or, like, the people she's from. Like, that will have this, like, greater, you know, importance to the plot that, like, they're – because that's what a lot of good shows do, right? They, like, introduce (laughs) you to certain characters early on and they're, like – you're, like, huh, I wonder what this is about. And then they bring them back later for this really cool, like, oh, wow, it's all a circle, right? It all connects. It all is, like – it's all got purpose. But I think you're right. Like, when when you get to episode, I guess it was at seven – and it's all about Quan and it wraps her up and then we're just done. It's like it really just feels like it wastes your time. And like it does. In a world where we where there's too much to watch. There's too much good stuff to watch. Like my list of like good shows I'm still trying to get to, like Our Flag Means Death and like I need to catch up on Better Call Saul. Like really like Emmy award winning shows. And you're gonna waste like two hours of my time with a plot that you don't even really, it doesn't feel like whoever wrote this really cared. Like they just felt like they, hey, someone said, Hey, we need a, um, a B plot with someone that isn't white or something. I don't, I don't know what the but logic I, here was, but it just, but I just can't imagine that. I mean, I, you know, I've seen writers rooms and I've seen, we've talked to people in them and like, I just can't imagine someone in there is just that half ass. I, I, I can, I only assume, or maybe even hope, that they're in there, and I, I hope they're convinced this is a great idea because like surely they're not just throwing shit on the wall and be like that will work. Like surely well, I think they're... they probably are. I think I think there's enough other shows that are as bad or worse than Halo to realize that there are some people that think this is like good writing. Or like, no, I think they think it's you know, good, but I'm saying I don't I don't think that they think like we're phoning it in or we're just going to do something to do it. I I assume and hope that they think it's good. For their own mental health. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, like, well, that, that makes really, sense. Really for, like, our own belief in, like, that there aren't people that are just in there cashing checks and writing shit. Exactly. That's my you point, I mean? yes. Like, it's my yes. hope that the, that the industry still wants good writers, or at least people that think they're good writers, and doesn't want yes. people that can, that can phone it. Because, listen, I could have written this whole season easily better. Like just by like like does it, you don't even have to change the plot points just just let me rework the dialogue for some of these dialogue scenes and to me this this season goes up by like two or three points out of ten like I know if you and me so were much. if just you and me in a like like right now how we do our other stuff yes. I know in six weeks in six weeks which is really fast you and I could write at least six to nine strong a strong first season of Halo. I know Easily. that. I know that. I know that. It's just the budget it's, it's, that was thrown at this show. It's, it just it's not that hard. That's the problem. It's it's not that. It's right there. Again, you follow the Marvel method. Like it's, like it's, Kamala, 
Kamala yeah. Khan's an example. Miss Marvel. She has uh, uh, I can't think of the, the her her power set in the comics. It's like right. bigotry, or it's not bigotry. Right. It's but like it's, like, fanta- it's kind of fantastic, Mister Fantastic. Yeah, it's called it's, it's like, oh, it's called bigoting. That's what it's called. You, you you're stretching, right? But they're changing it to kind of match the world they have, but it's keeping the essence of the character there. At least what it feels like the essence right. of the character. And that's an extreme example of like them changing something. I mean, like you you know like that's that's the thing. It's like. You can change stuff, but don't forget about what Halo is. Halo is about Master Chief and Cortana fighting the Covenant. I understand. Yeah. And really fighting the Flood. I understand, like, you're wanting us to care about them. But I I tell you right now, in Halo 1, Master Chief never takes his helmet off. He has about probably 15,000 times less dialogue in Halo 1. I care more about his relationship with Cortana in that way more than I do in this one. Not because I'm playing the game, just because it's more interesting, and because Chief, he, he he's every time he speaks to me, at least at least for me, it informs his character, right? And then Cortana is there to kind of supplement that and kind of be like a, the subconscious thing that we're also hearing to kind of because they're they're one and the same almost at certain points, right? And yeah. you're kind of yeah, and so like his, sometimes his not speaking to Cortana tells you what he thinks, or sometimes him, you know, what I'm saying like that's a good relationship in the game yes. and i feel like i know more about like whatever was it is it keys that dies in halo one is it keys i believe or yeah he's from the flood in halo one, but he's the he's the one that dies from the flood or it's exactly admiral. i don't think he's he's, I, he's a captain in this i think he's an admiral i care more about that death than i do anything about this keys guy in the show like and i and you don't even know keys that much in the game in the first game no. he's just he, no. these are just like xbox xbox polygon level quality here and you care so much more about it yeah and it it, it really feels like someone at at like a producing level said hey guys we don't need to worry too much about the story here the characters that's done for us you know that we do we just we just pull we'll just you know pull randomly from this hat of games and plot points and characters and you know maj paj a story up here but that that's you know we don't have to worry about that we need to worry about chief in his suit which rarely looks cool when he's moving i don't believe that because they never do that they never care i feel like they care too i feel like they were worried that well i here's what i honestly think happened i think a well there's a great also i'm I'm gonna counter their reasoning like immediately but i think they thought okay we have a video game character where he never takes his helmet off he says very little words we're a TV show. We have to be not necessarily different, but we have to like people have to care about this character. So they made this crazy, convoluted. Not even it's not even it's, it's kind of similar to the games a little bit in some of the the backstory, but they made it just so like uninteresting and like drawn out. They they did all that stuff. Convoluted. I think it appears convoluted, but it's quite simple. And that's yeah, a sign I know. That, that's why I said right. uh, that's why I kind of corrected and said it's more. Yeah. It's more, it's more like drawn out than convoluted, um, yes. but yes. but it's uh, that's what I think that's what they did. But I'm like, look, there's a show that's one of the most popular shows in the last, I don't know, fifty years on right now. It comes out every fall on Disney Plus. It's called The Mandalorian. Yeah, and yeah. there's a and there's a guy with you never see his face. You do sometimes. We've been we've you know spoilers, you know, but like. One time in two seasons, yeah. Yeah, twice in two seasons, but it's... Oh, sorry, you're right. Yeah, or three times, sorry, in season one, um, Bill Burr, season two, and also the final episode. So three times, sorry, not not that it's slappy, Daniel. Three times, but we, like, I care about the Mandalorian so much 
and like from him behind a mask, he's got so much. He's got he's more interesting. He's more intrigue. And again, I don't hate that they take Master Chief helmet off episode one. I'm like, I'm okay with that. But also, like, in theory, yeah. But when they don't do interesting stuff with Chief, I mean, I get it. I know they try. They try to make his inhibitor chip out. They try to go back to his family and his past. But I don't know his relationship with his his mom and dad. Why why he no, should care? I mean, no. great, it's his mom and dad. It's like baked in. We should care, but like, I still want to yeah, see but it, that. But you're right. It's baked in, like, oh, kids being taken from their parents. Care about that? I'm like, right. Well. I do in the real world because like that's <laughs> yeah. actually happening and like yeah. that you know it's not just these like blank face oh you know generic parents being having their generic kids stolen from them you know what I mean but you've got to give me a reason to care about those people by like exploring their backstory I think and I think you're right I saw a post on Reddit it was like you know we've already had a great Master Chief story it was called Mandalorian you know what I'm saying yeah. and like and and you look at the comparisons I, I think I mentioned this when we were talking about the Mandalorian. One of the reasons that I think the Mandalorian can work where we've only seen his face three times across two and a half seasons is because he has a foil next to him called Baby Yoda. Sure. He is always expressing, even if he's not using English, he's making noises. We understand like kind of his emotional tone and what he's meaning by these things. And we have the Mando to there to react to him and to that that is oftentimes how we know what Mando's feeling is how he's reacting to Baby Yoda, right? right? Or what he's doing in conjunction with that relationship. I, I to me, it's like boom, Cortana, Master Chief. You have the exact. I same just said that, right? Halo One. That's what Halo One is. There. Do that, like, and and I, I you know if this was me, like, this is me spitballing off my head. I, I do think I like the idea of setting up the events of Halo 1 for, for Season 2. I think that is good if yeah. you take the entirety of Halo 1 to make us care about the characters. And that is the thing that they failed the most at in, in Season 1. I don't care about anybody. And, like, anyone. I, I, if they all die, I probably... Like, the, the only part, I guess, I care about Chief, but it has nothing to do with, with like, Chief in this show sure. has to do with the games I played and me being connected to that character at a meta level, not in this universe. Um, Miranda keys, I thought had some of the best performances. I actually thought sometimes her reactions and her dialogue felt kind of believable, but everything they gave her to do sucked. And so I don't care about, it. and so it just, it's just character after character. I'm just like, I don't care if they die. I don't care if they die. I don't care if they die. Like literally they could all die, but chief episode one of season two. And I would probably be happier for it. And that is just sad. To Do me. you? No, I, I agree with you. I, I, you're not wrong. I mean, it, it sucks saying all this stuff. I, I want to, you know, and I, here's another reason I, I, I felt, and I knew that you really didn't want to do this podcast. Cause it also, it forced <laughs> you to watch the show. Like I knew that, but I also knew that, it would we this would be the conversation ultimately and i felt like it's good to not for us not to love everything on the podcast and and it's uh, thank you halo writers for helping <laughs> helping us out there cuz right. you, you did wonders question for you um, well here's two two one more thing and then i got a question and we can wrap this up mm-hmm. another thing that you know for it being halo they really need to work on the visual effects oh my um, god like and like, there's some moments where it looks pretty good, but then there's also just little like consistency things. Like whenever all three Spartans are running towards um, the Covenant ship, they can't catch up to it. But then when 
um, whatever her name is, Kia or whatever her Spartan name is, Kai. the Kai. Sorry, Kai. When she runs towards Halsey, she like runs faster than all three of those combined and gets on the ship. Like little things like that. Like with, and they're back to back too. Like they're happening at the same yes. time. So it's well, like, yes, it's like weird this, um, physics. This universe is, doesn't feel consistent. It doesn't, it, and I think that goes to my point that this world doesn't feel real. It does not feel real. This world feels like. A, like one of those old Hollywood backdrop, like a painted set that is just used as like a backdrop to some characters that they want to put on screen. This world does not feel consistent at all. Like I was even thinking like- They need the volume. So this is like, this is supposed to be like the evolution of like our military or like the world's military, like the UNSC, right? It's like, it's like, it's all the militaries in the world combined into one. And like, you know, it's just this giant military organization None of these people feel like real military people. Just the no. way they talk to each other, the way they move, everything just feels so like lax and so just like you, yeah. it just it just feels that 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 one little detail that like hey you know if you had had someone in the writers room or on set be like that is in the military and be like hey you know walk like this when you're walking through the halls or when Especially when a commanding officer addresses you you should do like just posture wise do this a little, like even just little things like that would have added so much more like realism to like oh yeah this is like the earth's most advanced military but they all act like they're in a in a in a in a club for like you know like a like they all act like they're in like a like a um a superhero fighting club with no one has superpowers or something you know like it's just it's like <laughs> it's just everyone's pretending is what right. it feels like yeah it does and it just bleeds through everywhere and it's just Miranda feels too young and, and feels too naive. Oh, yeah. Keys feels... Every conversation with her mom is like, why didn't you love me? And she's like, I love science. And she's like, well, that wasn't good enough. And she's like, well, okay. You know, like that's their conversation. Yeah. Like, and she has too time. much of like a... I mean, I don't know. something about her look and just the way she holds herself. You're right. It doesn't feel she very... really young. Yeah. Like, and she acts young. Like the way she like responds to conflict or like responds to her parents... It just feels juvenile. Yeah, and again, Keys like there's some moments that are okay, but he he doesn't feel like a like you're right, like a, a commander or or a captain or anything. Like he feels like a just some actor guy that's you know bless his heart. I'm sure he's trying very hard, but it just doesn't. No, I, yeah, I, I, yeah, that's where I like I you know I'm very critical of the show. I don't want to bash people though, and yeah. so like I, I say there's really big issues in the performances and in the dialogue tend to feel like that's a lot of the writing um, I do too. but i don't I do too. think i don't really think any of the performances are helping it either um you know who'd yeah, been great think... sterling k brown would have been amazing as captain keys because oh, yeah. he like he has that like he could he can turn on like s- yeah serious like you know someone scene, like bro. that idris elba someone like that who like oh, man. he he basically cool. did it in pacific realm for johnson i want johnson as idris elba. oh yeah johnson. Right. Exactly, Johnson. See, like they better nail him. He'll probably be like a caricature of himself. Like he'll have a big mustache, and he'll just be like, if it was kind of J.K. Simmons. Years ago, it was Samuel L. Jackson would have been the perfect like cigar toting Samuel L. Jackson would have been like. I'm still okay like, with it now. Actually, it's Jackson. it's pretty cool. Yeah, I just I don't know if he could do the. Stunts I still I but, still yeah. quote um, Sergeant Johnson to this day oh. all the time, all the time. I loved him, man. He was so yeah. badass. One of my favorite lines uh, ever. He's like. I know what the ladies like. It's so good, you know. It's like little stuff like that. I say that all the time. Yes, it's super yes. funny, you know. Um, but they're kicking ass. Like, do you remember? Yeah. I think it was episode. 
8 where the admiral and captain keys are like spying on is it is it Halsey and chief and they're having this meeting and they they lay in these chairs and put these little things on our heads and just get to spy they look so just like goofy also like i thought this in this last episode when he takes it off like he's laying down i'm like man these aren't flattering angles like you don't want to like make it look cooler when they're laying down or something i thought that's the exact same thing it just feels like oh we need technology to make a plot point we need these characters to like overhear what's happening here without without anyone talking to each other because no one in the show communicates feels like a cw show in that way like no one talks to each other in good faith everyone's hiding everything from everyone Right. And that's another reason why it feels like this military is non-functional because no one obeys command. <laughs> right. Everyone thinks that the other people are out to get them and no one trusts anyone. Like this is a non-functioning military and government. Like, you know what it would, would, would have been even better? And you meant you brought up Sergeant Johnson, who I kind of, like I, I thought he might appeared early on before the show sure. came out, but then I, I kind of forgot he, about him. Is he in Halo 1 or just Halo 2 and 3? He's in he's in one, yeah. He's in both three of them. Yeah. Um he's in the first three. And uh you know, I I think he, he's someone also that like it's a different level of command. It's closer to the ground level than Yes. And we're always dealing with the upper echelon people and they seem like and, and typically in, in any type of entertainment, we've discussed this with Bruce, typically upper echelon people are just like the dummies, typically in entertainment. And you and you want to be brought down to closer to like the human like people on the boots on yes. the ground kind of stuff. Can you imagine like a band of brothers, Master Chief with Sergeant Johnson on oh the Halo God. ring? Like that feels like a TV show to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, it does. Yeah. No, and it, that, yeah. Man, it's just, it's just, it's just, it's sad because I think I want this. I wanted this so bad to be good, right? And I kept looking for ways to like it, and the show kept. Every time I'd be like, oh, I kind of like that. It just punched me in the face. You know what I mean? It's like, fuck <laughs> you. No, you can't like that. This sucks. Fuck you. No, you can't like that either. Like, and I will say, like, you know, speaking of, like, the action, like, the action was probably the best parts of the show. And at the same time, sometimes when these guys are running around, it looks worse than Power Rangers. Like, there was one time where Kai was, I think, running with a pistol in her hand and doing, like, kind of, like, yeah. typical, like, like, you know, check and clear like moves that you might see like SWAT doing like you know what I mean and it just looks so hokey man it just looks so again it looks like a fan film it looks like like something you'd see on YouTube um and that's that's pretty unacceptable especially when you're talking like what what was it like 90 million dollar 10 million per episode essentially like that's yeah well it says here the budget was between 90 and 200 million which is pretty high um it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um, I will say I have two things. Last thing is yeah. a question. It's a question. Do uh, do they ever explain why Covenant Chick and Master Chief are connected to to the artifact? Is it because they're, they're the same? Didn't didn't you hear? Didn't didn't you <laughs> didn't you hear like three oh, different yeah. ways from three different people? That's didn't, right. Didn't you notice when Doctor Halsey overlaid their vitals on top of each other and they matched up? Even though you could clearly see from just looking at them side by side that they were the same, but the show was really worried that we wouldn't know that they're the same uh, and that they had the same thing going on with them, whatever that thing is. And so we had to overlay, and it was just like, oh, look, they have the same heart rate and right. BP. And it's, yeah, I don't I do kind of wonder. I do, yeah, I was kind of wondering if that's something I missed. Because, I mean, I, again, I, I mentioned this before. 
the last pod, like there's a lot of times I'm like, this is on. I'm not really paying attention to it super hard. Like I'm, I'm pausing it and I'm doing something else and watching it kind of thing. But okay. So I'm glad that that wasn't, that wasn't well, addressed. It, so I, I, well, under, the, I the issue better. kind of then is because, you know, the, the thing with like, even like humanity versus the, the, in the games, like, you know, humanity versus, um, the covenant, it, there, there's a, there's a pretty, um, interesting line of it's it's a little bit of like science versus religion a little bit right right because like humanity is like you know we 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 scienced our way into the stars you know master chief is like this culmination of like perfect military science right like he's been upgraded and enhanced and all this kind of stuff and then you've got the covenant and they're all religious and they're saying oh we are obeying these religious leaders and literally you know, their religious ways are going to lead them to all just walking off a cliff together, essentially by igniting the halos, right? Like that's, right. that's the end game of what's going to happen to them if they, if they completely stay devout. And I think there's an interesting, you know, that's an interesting dynamic. And there's some interesting things you can do in that, especially like when you get to Halo 2 and 3, when you've got now a religious zealot, an arbiter working with, you know, the, the, the perfect product of science and military tech. Like right. now they're working together and they're fighting this flood god that really does feel like it. You know the the, the flood. I can't remember the beings. The uh, what's the Called being's the, name? The Deep grave one. mind. The grave mind really does feel like. Oh well, it is a creature, but it you know it can teleport people or some shit like that. Like the, it feels like it's got these like deity esque yeah divine abilities. qualities and so you, yeah. And so you've got you know, so you've got your zealot and your military guy, and they've got to work together even though they don't believe the same thing to overcome this greater force that could be labeled either way. In this show, it feels like Chief is going to be just as religious. And, and really the reason that Chief is involved in this whole Halo plot is just as religious as whatever the Covenant have got going. Right? Because apparently Chief is some, you know, Christ-esque chosen one that since birth was always destined to encounter these artifacts and lead right. humanity to their next evolution whatever you know what i'm saying and so that's great that it undermines like what was cool about that original story and now it's like oh now now chief is just another religious tool honestly in this plot that when before he he was something more interesting no you're right i never really i never really looked at it like it's so obvious i've never looked at like the uh the contrast there between the the UNSC and the Covenant, which I don't know why I've never really thought about it that that hard before. It doesn't, no, it doesn't hammer. It doesn't hammer you over the head with it. It's kind yeah. of subtle, right? Well, also, I've, I've also never just broke down the stories. I've just enjoyed them. I'm not, it's not like a movie or something, right? But no, I think it's that's you no. Know, you're 100 percent right. It's pretty fascinating. I will say I did like the when the the Spartans are trying to go through like that. Um, I don't know wormhole with like no light or whatever. That was a really cool sequence. I like that a yeah. lot actually. Um, that was neat, neat stuff. Um, what do you think? What they're, why are they just doing a cliffhanger here with like Cortana shutting off the chief? Um, obviously he's going to be turned back on like end of episode one of season two, but like, is there something else going on here? That just, is it just like a bullshit cliffhanger to just do it or what? I, I don't know. Other than like, I, the only thing I could think that they're thinking is like that, you know, whatever happens between now and episode one of season two will give Chief c- complete trust in Cortana. In theory, it could, right? Like, if he he gives her complete control and, like, she not only, like, saves him, but, like, 
furthers his own goals and motives. Like she's like on his side, like trying to support what he wants. And so like my only my my thought right now is that they they only did this so that when we start season two, Chief and Cortana are completely aligned. They're completely on the same page, on the same team. Um, which I if, do like if it. If it is that, I mean, like, I guess that can work, but I also just feel like that's not a good enough reason to to leave on such like a big cliffhanger or like, you know what I, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it feels I, too. I, I thought it was a little anticlimactic for season we one. We really need them to be like, you know, it, what it feels like is like, okay, we know season two is this plot, and we have to have season two like beginning with Cortana and Chief as like the, the the most close knit team or whatever. And so how do we do that really quick? Oh, well, we make Cortana save Chief's life and him have to go offline and give control to her at the end of the, the season. And then I agree with you. I think, you know, probably within the first 10, 15 minutes of episode one of season two, you know, he'll be back. Well, it really feels like, I mean, even the covenant say like the, the, the star map is not complete. Right. So, it feels like I I really anticipated, especially with our conversations, that this first season would have ended with the fall of Reach. Um, but now I don't feel like that way at all. And now I wonder I'm wondering if season now if two like or mid season maybe, or or that or if like fall of Reach is going to be happening almost simultaneously as like the events of Halo One in season two. Because it, I mean, and I'll say this too: this is a giant ass cast that they have going here. It feels yeah. bloated. It feels like it feels like, you know, it's got you know Chief and McKee and Spartan Kai and and Doctor Halsey and Cortana and Quan and Spart the other two Spartans and Miranda and Soren and Captain Keys and the Admiral and Doctor Adnew I guess like Cortana's little assistant guy that dies and then like um, the guy that plays like the antagonist Quan like it's it's a lot of like main cast. You know what I'm it saying? Is. And like, yeah, there's, a lot, feels of, there's like a lot of love. They're going to have to split this cast up and do like parallel storylines anyway. It kind of feels like. Uh, yeah, like I'm just really, not. I don't know how you manage this many characters in either way. Well, I'm just uh, kind of so hoping it, that they take yeah. a hard look at themselves in the show and be like, look, we just need to focus. Like, I'm really hoping this season two is almost like a reboot in the way that they kind of do structure and like they, they just follow Chief. They give him simple goals, and you know I'm saying. I just doubt that hope, that's what's going to happen. But I would yeah, love that. I, I hope it does. I have no reason to believe it will. Like, because I mean, the, the other unfortunate thing that I feel like sometimes is like when it comes to streaming, it often feels like reviews don't matter as much as much as like um, Reviewers, viewership and subscribers. Right? Course, is yeah. it is it is it driving views? Is it driving subscribers? That's the only thing that matters. If it's a shit yeah. show that gets people subscribed renew it and do it the exact same way right sure and so we can't obviously know the metrics behind this like i would assume that halo probably brought quite a few like unique viewers to paramount plus um i'm hoping we get like a a witcher situation where we you know i had a lot more complaints with it season one and it looks like they kind of went through and like okay we're going to kind of follow Geralt more and structure that a little bit more closer to him and there's still yeah. other characters involved, but I, I'm kind of hoping there's a little bit of a, a soft reboot in that kind of sense. I guess to me, it felt like with Witcher, there was much stronger opinions on both sides. There was people that loved, really loved The Witcher. Like, honestly, me and my wife loved it. And then there were people like you that were a little more middle of the road, but then there were people that like hated it. And right. like, there was right. strong opinions on both sides. I don't, 
I don't know of anyone that loves what they like. Maybe I'm just like like looking at reviews and kind of anecdotal like community discussions. Like, it seems like everyone either thinks it's okay or shit, and there's not anyone that I see like really planting their flag in the ground, being like, no. It was so cool. Like, at least it did this stuff right. You know, like for me with with The Witcher, it was like, yeah, some of the plot was confusing and some of the character stuff is a little weird. But man, the world building and like even comparing like the, the Witcher's world feels real. And it feels like at least somewhat consistent between these cultures and these political forces and ideologies and stuff. This world it does not. And so I guess what I'm saying in that is like, I feel like with The Witcher, you it has found some diehard Witcher Netflix universe fans, like people that will. That will I'm going to watch The Witcher's next season on Netflix. I'm, sure. I'm into the world. I'm into the characters. I'm not seeing that. And this is to purely anecdotal. I don't see that with Halo, and um, yeah. I, I guess it just feels like there's there's more apathy towards Halo than there was towards Witcher. You know what I'm saying? Right. Um, well, and I don't just... I don't know exactly the reason, but. Uh, anyway, that makes sense. But just glancing at this, and also you have Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill, so he's amazing. It's got, um, a, be- it's got a better cast. Yes, it does. It does. I'm um, just glancing at this. There's not a whole lot of information. Of course, every streaming service is kind of uh, tight-lipped on their viewership. But it, Halo did set a premiere for, um, you know, most watched premiere in its first 24 hours worldwide than, it, than they've ever had in the show's history. On so, Paramount? yeah. So wait, wait, um, so wait, they set a record for Paramount shows. Yeah, they, well, it says Paramount what? Plus. Paramount Plus is most watched show. It was the biggest debut for any Paramount Plus show. Yes, yes. Well, that doesn't say a lot because Paramount Plus, to me, is probably one of the worst streaming platforms there is. It's they're really slow, like they lag, like the the interface lags to me. Well, just, Let's look at and, and, Paramount Plus. And they, they make you watch. They make you watch ads even when you're on the ad free tier. To me, that's like the that's biggest true. sin that any any streaming service can do, is if you're on the if you're on like the ad free tier and then it still gives you ads, but of like of their content, just not third party ads. It's kind of wild. Ads. They have sixty two million <laughs> subscribers. That is that's, weird. That's not I like wonder, a I little would assume a amount. Lot of that's from Star, I mean, Star Trek is like their only other thing that has like. A rabid fan base that people well, would like only subscribe there for Star Trek if that's the only place they can get it. I think Paramount is fixing to be if if it's not already like the like this the the, uh, the Southern subscription platform because of Yellowstone. Uh, oh, I mean 18, 1883. I, I was watching eighteen eighty three last night. Like Taylor Sheridan has like he's exclusive to them. Like he has another show coming out nineteen nineteen thirty three. I mean he's made Mayor of Kingstown with Jeremy Renner on there. Like. Yeah, they. I, uh, I, I mean, he's one of my favorite writers of all time, so I love it too. And I think like people in the South are just eating that shit up, and I, I get it. I love it. So, yeah, I just, I just think, I mean, I, I hate what they're doing with New Trek so far. Though I have heard some good uh, rumblings about Strange New Worlds. I do like I it. Good things. That, fir- that first episode, I was like, ooh, like it felt like start like what I would imagine. I haven't really watched Star Trek other than the movies. Sure. But it felt like what I imagine Star Trek is closer to like the Orville. It's it's, it's more serious yeah. than the Orville, but it's got like here's political like uh, yeah I- issues. We're we're we've got a mission to do. There's an outcome to it, and the characters are. I like the characters for the most part. I like Pike. 
And also the guy who plays Pike, spoilers for Doctor Strange, is also Black Bolt in Doctor Strange. Oh, so, yes. okay. so uh, who is also the same guy who played Black Bolt in the Inhumans TV show, fun facts. So he's great. Yeah, no, I and I will. I'm going to try. I'm probably going to give that at least a couple episodes to win me over. Yeah. Um, which I would cannot say of Card season two. So, um, <laughs> you know, yeah. it's just it's it's this thing of like, I I really like with Paramount Plus even specifically, just kind of talking about streaming services. I just feel like, you know, they're at the tail. They were kind of one of the late adopters, right? Like like Hulu, Disney Plus, all these guys were out there before them. Maybe not Disney Plus. They may have been out actually before Disney Plus. Um, I think they were. But it just well, feels like their business strategy is to like make certain kinds of content that people will pay exclusively for super exclusive to their stuff. Like you're right, like Yellowstone and that whole Yellowstone verse. I don't know what they're calling it. Um, you know, it's exclusive to them. So if you want that, you have to watch it with them. Star Trek, which has a huge kind of rabid like we'll you know we'll go anywhere for the most part for star trek content we're going to make it only where you can find it on paramount plus and 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 the problem is though that oftentimes does not motivate them to make quality content it motivates them to make quantity content like more content not better content because they they've locked in these rabid fan bases that will just simply go to them because of the name on the title of, of, of the show um and that to me just feels like a really unartistic way to, to go about anything when it comes to like entertainment. Uh, it just feels very money motivated and, and like there's no one that's like, oh my gosh, I have the vision of how to like take Star Trek or take, take Halo and make it this like amazing thing and really do like do honor and do like, you know, um, see you know really make it reach its potential it just feels like oh well we have this ip we bought this rights no make this now make that now make this now make that um, yeah i mean I'll, again just... i like i like to hope and believe that they're in there and they're they're really giving it their all um and i, I think I, I could be wrong i think you might feel a little differently with strange new worlds um it might and it kind of also gives there's a, there's a cool framework there because in in the original show you know pike he, he like had a horrible Basically, he becomes dead or not. He can't talk, right? He's confined to a wheelchair. Um, all those kind of things, in right? In the, in the in the OG series, Pike did. Okay. And that's where that's where uh, I, Kurt, the OG Kurt, series is the one I've actually seen the least of. So. Yeah, what's well, where Kurt comes in and takes over from Pike, right? And Pike was like his was originally his mentor. Um, yeah, who, when he's he's in the JJ films. He's a uh, what? It's a uh, Chris Hemsworth. In, in the JJ movie. No, well, that's that's no, Kirk's no, no, no. dad. No, this this yes, guy the guy right. the guy who plays Pike in um the first two movies, right. he's amazing. And they I think they also make him they also make him go to a wheelchair, I think, at the end of the second movie. Um I could be wrong. Yeah, because they get attacked by Khan. I'm pretty sure you're right. Yeah. yeah. Um so like anyway, but like they kinda had this cool framework in Strange New Worlds where he knows his destiny ahead of time. And so it's like he is choosing, like it's like him going back to the Enterprise, and and you're like Ahura's there, Spock's there, like it's got some of the yeah. similar. It's to start that five new that five year journey. Um, so I I think it's interesting for sure. And Kirk's coming in at some point this season, I believe. Anyway, who, who, who have they cast for him? Um, some guy. I have no idea who he is. He don't really look, look like a Kirk to me, but it is what it is. Um, but it is interesting 
talk about these streaming services because Netflix finally reported that they've lost 200,000 subscribers for the first time. And they're, they're really, they're, they're obviously reacting. I mean, cutting a lot of their animation budget, which sucks for it things feels like, like they're starting to flail, man. It, like panic. It's, it's, it's it really, does. it like, well, a year ago, so much like money. anyone would have predicted this with, with Netflix. You know what I'm saying? I, like, I think I, I would have felt it a little bit because we're coming out. Well, if I had known when the pandemic was going to end, I felt like we might've lost something because yeah. people are going back to work and also inflation and all these other things are kind of happening. So I, I kind of saw that a little bit, but I didn't see them acting, or at least the perception of what they act the way they are, um, because they're yeah. still the biggest. And also, it's one of those things too. Like at a certain point, you're 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 you can't get any more saturated unless we just make more babies or find new civilizations. Like there's a point where it's like you've reached like you've reached your goal, and you just got to stop spending money. You got to like maintain subscribers and not and spend as, as the least amount of money as possible to for your growth right and then or then go into other things like other types of you know companies or whatever but anyway yeah that's well, a whole other conversation I think that, that is unfortunately i think one of the symptoms i guess of like the capitalistic nature of it of like that that's not allowed from like a shareholder perspective it's you're not allowed yeah, to just like start how? maintaining you have to keep you're growing or you're dying is is, is yeah is it's wild so you have to force the growth. If, if it starts slowing or it goes backwards, then you panic because, you know what I mean? Like if your stock price plummets, then your value as a company plummets. What Netflix you should do is have a Netflix theme park, right? Where they have The Witcher ah. and Strange and Stranger Things and House of Cards. You, <laughs> I mean, you walk you know, in there, there and there's that, this creepy Kevin remember, Spacey. You remember in, during the pandemic, I think it was around when like AMC was like about to go bankrupt. Um there was these rumors that Netflix was going to buy theaters, was going to get into, was just going to start buying theaters, and like that was going to be a new venture for them and close them like, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or just to have yeah. like to you know kind of like sure. exclusive Netflix theaters and stuff. Um, yeah, it, it is. It really feels like we are at or like really close to the the streaming bubble popping, in in terms of just like it really is becoming cable again, and it, and like we're we're like oh, yeah. one or two steps away from that just being what it is. Um, and so it's going to be interesting. I, I, I have this feeling that in the next, like in five years from now, the landscape when it comes to streaming and, and all this kind of stuff is going to just look wildly different. Um, if I just and, had, and I would love Apple TV, but if I just had Disney plus and HBO max, I'd be set, but I, I also HBO would love max Apple is, TV. Yeah. HBO Max is probably my favorite right now in terms of the amount and types of con- the, the 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 amount of content and the amount of quality content. Yeah. I think HBO Max probably has everybody beat. They've got so um, many good movies on there, just old school. The last hundred years. I've been, I've been watching regular show, which is an old. They have like all of Cartoon yeah. Network's library, yeah. and Cartoon Network has like some of the best like cartoons that we've ever had on TV. And um, Disney has all Star Wars and all Marvel. It's like, how do you compete it, it really with like those Disney IPs? It feels like Disney and HBO are going to be fine. Like, oh, they're yeah. going to be fine. They're oh, going to yeah. be here in five years. Everybody else could just essentially go away completely. Um, and I wouldn't really be that surprised. Or, or everybody else will like will die and then join forces and make their own kind of new conglomerate. Where it's, it's possible. like HBO, Paramount, or Netflix, Paramount, slash whatever, all the other, uh, Peacock, and you know all these other tiny... Uh, streaming platforms that I just don't see being sustainable. 
Disney really needs to like combine ESPN and Hulu into their Stars version platform. HBO is doing fine, and then also, I think I don't think I think Netflix will be I think Netflix will be around for at least ten more years. At least I don't I don't think they're going to die. I think it's it's like one of those things like it's like Coca Cola almost. No. Like everyone has Coca Cola. I don't like Coke, but everyone has yeah, it. Become, you know what I'm saying? They become a brand, right? Like people say yeah. when people say they were getting a soft drink, sometimes they just say Coke, but that exactly. can be any kind of soft drink. Exactly. It, you know, Netflix and chill is 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 a colloquialism. It's a part of like our generations just. Right. That, that has a meaning that has nothing to do. You can say I'm going to Netflix and chill and not actually be watching Netflix and it still holds true. Right. hundred um, percent. And so you're right in the sense that like they've established such cultural relevance that I think they will be around in some form. Um, but it does feel like they're, that they've, they peaked potentially, which, which is a weird feeling just potentially. I mean, maybe they haven't, maybe they will turn it around. Maybe they will come up, you know, with the next, great evolution of entertainment in some way or or maybe they'll start making good shows and not canceling good shows you know what i mean maybe well, maybe they'll also figure they have out a, how to like program a consistency their, their problem with. they have a, oh, like that so that bad. whenever they have a hit it's like bigger than all the other hits like tiger king or stranger things but like straight like the anger i know yeah. the pandemic has happened but they have these really linchpin shows but they have long production cycles like whereas like disney plus like i mean it, it has been yes. kind of i have feel like a lull in the last couple of weeks because moonlight moon nights ended but i mean next week's obi-wan kenobi and like that's a and yeah. for me and then, that's and then, huge and then uh the kamala khan series is shortly after that i think yeah um, and then we have she hulk we have miss we no, have miss marvel it, it and she-Hulk. Like when netflix finds a hit they just bleed it dry until no one cares about it Right. Like yeah. I, I started watching like the second season of Tiger King and I just I couldn't get through one episode. It was so it's it's not as good. Scummy it's and not... cringy. Like it just felt like they were just trying to at this point it really felt like exploiting people for profit. Right. It wasn't uh, as good. Right. But like Disney also has the benefit too of like and this goes a lot more other things, um, like integration wise, but I'm just gonna talk about the movies specifically. The movies themselves, like they had these big cultural moments like Spider-Man or we're foaming at the mouth for Doctor Strange and like they make these huge amounts of money. So they kind of keep always staying relevant like outside the streaming platform too. And then they put those movies on the streaming platform. Like Doctor Strange will be on there probably in about 30, 30, 40 days, 30, 40 things, whatever. But anyway, you know, there's a lot to talk about there streaming service wise. Daniel, how can listeners write into us? Listeners, you can write into (laughs) bit.ly slash Two for one mail. Let us know what you thought of the Halo, unless you really thought it was good, because then I just don't want to hear it. I'm kidding. Well, I would actually, I would actually genuinely love for someone to convince me that there's something good about this show and something that I want to, I want to come back to season two for, because I can't find it. I would really actually like that. So bit.ly slash two for one mail. Let us know what you thought of Halo. Let us know what you think of the streaming wars and where we're all going with that. Just, you know, whatever you want to let us know. Just bit.ly slash two for one mail. Again, one last time, if you haven't hit that subscribe button, the notification bell shows your love and support for the channel. We really, really appreciate it. Of course, we have Dr. Bruce Hutchinson coming back very, very soon to talk The Fifth Element starring Bruce Willis and Gary Oldman and Mia Djokovic, and of course we also have Obi-Wan Kenobi, and other cool, um, the, all the movies and the TV shows that you care about, we're, we're here, we're going to talk about them, and of course 2 for 1 Joe live every Monday at 9am Daniel, it was a pleasure talking to you 
As always, I'm glad we got to talk about Halo. I hope we get to talk about Halo Season 2 next year, because I, I do want to talk about it. Maybe, maybe we'll just do like a season overview versus like every couple episodes, but we'll see what yeah. happens. Um, yeah. We'll see what happens. Uh, anyway, my name is Donovan Thompson. I'm Daniel Wingfield. And we have spoken. <laughs>